So today's topic is say what you mean and mean what you say and this is what we want to talk about and as, a, as an introduction I want to use like what exactly we celebrated a couple days ago the independence of the USA on the 4th of July and honestly it was my very first time that I celebrated the Independence Day of the USA because um, normally yeah I'm in Germany and on the 4th of July I'm not always over here but it was a very nice weekend we spent it together with uh, with the family Abuel and uh, we sing the national anthem at Blasum together at the orchestra which was really good shooting some guns and stuff like that um, so yeah we, we had for sure uh, some fun yeah but it reminds me it reminds me that the president of the USA swore on the Bible for the term of the office as the president of the United States. So one hand, while he was like uh, the president, uh, Joe Biden, one hand was on the Bible and the other one was in the air. And then he said uh, a specific sentence like, I swear that I will faithfully execute the office of the United States and stuff like that. Yeah. And actually it happened in Germany too, but not exactly within the words, but uh, like the procedure of the swearing that um, they will faithfully execute the, the president and stuff like that, it happens in Germany as well. And today we will continue the, uh, with the Sermon of the Mount, which we started last week, and today it's about awe. And um, our specific topic is like, say what you mean and mean what you say, and it's in Matthew chapter 5, 33 to 37. Please open up your Bible if you have it with you. Matthew 5, 33 to 37. Jesus is talking. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have thrown. But I say to you, Jesus say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by, you, by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes, or no, anything more than this comes from evil. So what is exactly in the text? What is Jesus talking about? Jesus in verse 33 is picking up the topic of. And it's a com combination of six different um, Bible verses from the Old Testament with the key message, all your oath should be true. So back in the Old Testament, it was allowed by law to swear. But why exactly is Jesus picking up that, uh, that topic here in the, third, uh, in the Sermon of the Mount? To understand it a little bit uh, deeper, we have to dive into the Jewish tradition again a little bit more. So the way of living in the Jewish tradition was very different compared to ours, what we have over here right now. You needed oath in the business. And everybody did, uh, did use oath um, in, 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 in daily life. It was a verbal tradition 
and not like a strict written one like we do have it over here right now in the US. They use them especially in the market or on the marketplaces like we would just sign some contracts but they uh, made everything verbal with the auth. Um, and there was a specific law what exactly is an auth and what exactly is it not like. In most cases, it was just counting if you make an auth by the name of God. So, but even with that, it was a lot of betray on the marketplace and uh, like it was a completely mess what happened over there. And then in verse 34 till 36, Jesus speaks with the authority of, the, of God's son. He is the son of God and in the Sermon of the Mount, he is explaining how is it working in God's kingdom. And he is speaking to his disciples, so he's not speaking to all the business guys or whatever, so, but he is speaking to his disciples. And the message for them is do not take an awe at all. And he is explaining with four ways um, why exactly not to do it? So, because God is in control about everything and man isn't. The heaven, for example, is the throne of God. The earth is his footstool. Jerusalem is his great, uh, great city. And our head, we are made by God and we cannot make our hair white or black. And for everybody who was on the VBS, we know Psalm 139, verse 14. We are fearfully and wonderful made by God. Our soul knows it very well. So the key over here is don't take an awe at all. And then in verse 7, uh, 37, we have, let what you say be simply yes or no, anything more than this comes from evil. So followers of Jesus Christ should speak differently compared to all the other people around uh, them and uh, on the streets. So for an example, on the market streets, like uh, followers of Jesus Christ would speak differently compared to all the business guys. They used to make auth for their business, but followers on, uh, of Jesus Christ, they would not swear anymore. They would basically just say, you can trust me. You can trust me and I will do it. And then they realize, oh, okay, yeah, he fulfilled his part and he uh, really did what he said. And followers of Jesus Christ making a difference with their speaking and they have a huge influence with their words. So, and Jesus wants that his followers are easy to recognize just while speaking there should be a difference between the followers of Jesus Christ and all the others around us. So, and the question is for today, how are we hit by the topic of auth today? And honestly, I was struggling a lot with like how to explain what exactly does it mean for us and how to apply it for ourselves. Probably some of you are using auth just to underline your words. Just to say, hey man, I really, really, um, I, I really mean it like that and therefore I use an auth. But probably, like uh, most of us, I think so, we don't, we don't have to make an auth at all. And our parents uh, teach us to, to don't do it. 
So my parents at least, and I'm, I think like your parents also, were very strict about it. Hey, don't use an all. It's not, it's not, um, it's, uh, uh, you don't need it. And um, um, they were very serious. And I think so yours too. And we don't have to, uh, to sign something or whatever right now. And we are also not in the, in the old tradition of the Jews. So um, we don't need it. So how exactly are we dealing with the passage of today? How exactly are we dealing with it today? Verse 37. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Do we really speak like that? Are you making a difference compared to all the others around you, for example, in your class? I'm not sure how is it for you, but I'm always, I'm not always like that. I mean, I don't swear, okay, but I'm still struggling with doing everything what I say, where, uh, whenever I say yes, okay, that I truly will fulfill it. And I think we don't have to look very far um, what exactly is about when our parents tell us to do something, for example. Put your stuff away, put it into the dishwasher. Yeah, 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 I will do it. I will do it. Yes, I will do it. Later on, oh, I didn't do it. Make your homework. Oh, no, today I don't have homework at all. Is it the truth? Do we don't have homework today? Okay, you guys, you are right now in like, uh, like vacation stuff, right? yeah, but <laughs> I mean normally. Um, so, and also we are a generation of maybe. So we don't like clear commitments. Um, we think like uh, the commitments are like for the old guys, for the old people, they can commit to whatever they want to, but we are like, hey, no, I, we want to have opportunities very open. On the next day when something else is coming and we feel like, okay, it's a better opportunity for us, we will go for it. And what exactly does my word count from yesterday? If I said yesterday yes, I can just go for, for another yes today, why not? So I think we do live a life which is not directly consistent. And let us, let us focus a little bit more on our relationship with God. How are we treating God? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then you accepted him to be the savior of your life. You surrendered your life to God and you said, God, I want to follow you. I want to do your will in my entire life. I want to follow you and where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. What you teach me, I will do it. But how does it really like, uh, how, 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 how does it uh, look like in the reality right now? We said yes to God and still our doing, our sins show a clear no to God. It happened very often to us that we disobey God and that we want to be our own God. I want to have it and I want to have it like right now. I will do whatever is right in my eyes, even if it's against God and his word. Even if I know it will be a clear no to God, but I will do it. And this is exactly how we treat God. But how is God dealing with us? What is in his word, is it fixed or is it like not fixed at all? Once God talked with Abraham, our faith father, and um, God tested Abraham. He gave him the promise that through his son, everybody will be blessed. 
And then he just said, um, uh, he just said to Abraham, okay, you, you should sacrifice your one and only son. And while he was about to sacrifice then his son, and um, so then he just God tested him and God uh, saw he means it very serious with his faith in God. Abraham means it very serious. He just sent an animal and uh, inst instead of, of then his son, he, he just sacrificed the animal. Could you imagine that? Such a great promise and then such a big test where God is like, okay, I want, I want to see how really, how truly your faith is. Let, uh, let us open up Genesis 22, 16 till 18. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. God said, by myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offsprings as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies." And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my word, my voice. God swore by his name to Abraham, I will bless you, I will multiply your offsprings and all the nations should be blessed because you obeyed me. And God swore by his name and then in Hebrew chapter 6 verse 13, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 we have for when God made a promise to Abraham like direct what we read over here for when God made a promise to Abraham since he had no one greater by whom to swear he swore by himself he swore by his name because nothing higher than his name exists and what we see in Jesus in Jesus, we see that God fulfilled everything what he did, um, did swear about over here. So Abraham is so blessed because he is the faith father of, of so many people. And God is multiplying his offsprings and all the nations have access to God, to his, pressure, to his mercy and to his grace and um, yeah, to his saving grace. And in Jesus, we can see how precise God is with his words. And then Jesus lived among us. He dwelt among us and he showed us how exactly is the Father in heaven. And everything what Jesus ever did or, uh, or what he ever said was totally against the modern culture. But everything what Jesus ever said or did was for people. What he showed us was that you could love people with truth. You can love people with truth and Jesus, he was a friend of sinners. His speaking was totally for people and totally against the religious leaders during that time because they mistreated all the people around them. Jesus spoke really clear with, Mex with the maximum of love. 
How is our speaking as followers of Christ? Is our speaking unique compared to all the others around us? What Jesus makes clear through the Sermon of the Mount, he wants to have people in his kingdom who think, feel, and act differently towards the world. The world, like with the, with the standard, like with 99% per of all the people, are truly like the same. But we are the one percentage who is completely different in feeling, in acting, in saying, in just the way of living. So, what we can observe from this passage over here, God gave us a truly yes. In every circumstances, even when we have the feeling, oh, okay, we, we, we did so many mistakes, God swear, God swear to Abraham, okay, I will be faithful and I will multiply your offsprings and we are included in that. So our response should be also a yes to God. Yes, God, we want to follow you. We said one time yes to you and we want to be consistent and we want to follow just what we exactly said to you. And uh, uh, this one is like the, the relationship with God. But how exactly should the relationship be with all the others around us? All the others around us, we, had to, we have to make like a clear communication where it can mean like a yes or a no, because then we are trustworthy. So that um, the, we have a clear relationship with God and that we have a clear relationship with everybody else around us and this is exactly what the passage is about.